We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. There it is. Oh my god, hi. Hey. I was like literally watching a TV show in the background because I was like, this is never going to fucking work. We were having some um, technical difficulties. We're also both wearing headphones because someone told us if we wore headphones, that would sound better. Do we sound yeah. better? I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm just, I'm asking the gentle listeners. Oh, <laughs> one time I said are you talking to me because sometimes you pose questions to the listeners that's fair that's Thank fair you. so I just before we get started recording I want to make sure do you have your stained glass construction project ready to go in the background that you're working on where you're putting together those beautiful stained glass windows <laughs> okay you're not going to believe this but I am sitting in my closet that <gasps> I have I have filled with blankets for, <gasps> for audio quality. Oh my god! Yeah, it's and like we're a real uh, fucking podcast. Yeah, uh, but I have a beer with me. Hope that's okay. A beer? Mm-hmm. The podcast is called Hot Drinks. <laughs> I know, but you 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 frown upon me doing anything. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I just frown upon upon you like making nachos. In the background. What if I, what if I masturbate since, during the episode? Since I'm I in mean, my as closet. long as you can stay focused, that's fine. Is that where okay. you masturbate? Is in your closet? No, but that oh, would okay. be fun. I mean, you could try it. Change things up. It's like a date. Put a black light in here. <laughs> Hi, welcome <laughs> to Hot Drinks. Welcome to Hot Drinks. This is a podcast. If you guys don't know, what we're recording now is called a podcast. <laughs> and you download it through your various... <laughs> apps that, that mm-hmm. play podcasts and you listen to it and it's us talking in a podcast so that's yeah. what you're listening to um i'm brother jack coffee i'm one of your hosts um uh, i'm a gemini with a cancer moon with a leo rising so yeah that makes a lot of sense right like once you guys uh-huh. heard cancer moon you were like yep there it is there it is <laughs> i am latter day twaint i am a Condensed milk rising. A what? Condensed milk rising. Oh, yes. You and, do love the condensed milk, allegedly. Yeah. And from time to time, depending on where we are in the moon cycle, I am a mom guilt moon. Shadow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of that today. The mom yeah. guilt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because of because you're a mom, a single mom, or because of your own mom? No, I, well, well, it really could be both, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, just being a, you know, being a single parent. And today I was very much not a single parent. And I went over to my ex's house to help <clears throat> kids with homework and schoolwork and whatever. Um, and it ended with my daughter saying to me, are you leaving because you're mad at me? And I was like... Yep, I am. Bye. Uh, uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! So it was a healthy day. It was. It was really <laughs> the the homeschooling is going really well. <laughs> oh shit! It's fine. So, Whatever. I, I I have a quick question about that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> scale of one to ten. Ten being your daughter like that all the time. 
out to 10. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, where is you, the, the, the stress climate with the online schooling right now since everyone's been home? Oh, it's like a 10. So, okay, here's yeah. my question. Yeah. Here's my question. Why don't you just stop? Well, that's, that is part of what makes it so frustrating and so confusing because you get these messages from the school and you can chime in, parents who are doing online schooling, you get these messages from the school that are like, we know this is a stressful time. We want you to do your best. We know we're all in trauma. So please <clears throat> respect your trauma and hold space for, the, for your child. So that's like message one. And then message two is like, please complete these 17 assignments or your child will not pass the fifth grade. You know? Have they, have they said that, though, that your child won't advance? No. Okay. But they have sent several messages saying, like, it is imperative that you complete all this work. Right. And, 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 and here's, here's what I have to say about that. Um, imperative. They say it's imperative because they have the school board breathing down their neck and the government breathes down the school board's neck. Yeah. And what I think is more imperative. I, I don't even think it's imperative. I think it's bullshit what they're saying. I think that it, what is imperative is that you and your kids, and I mean the universal you, whoever's listening and trying to fucking do this, get through this with as little added stress and anxiety as possible yeah so there's my two cents no i i you know honestly i totally agree and i today i got a little crazy about it because i was trying to like get us caught up and whatever but like basically the message that tish and i have given to the kids is like we will help you we will remind you to do your work but we're not having a fight with any of you like it is just not worth it to have a big crying screaming match with any of you so we're here to help you but if you just are going to flat out refuse like we're we're not going to lose sleep over it i love that and also for anyone who's tuning in maybe in like 2047 right you're 2047 this, this fine. We... <laughs> for sure we'll still be around then <laughs> uh i will be recording from a cruise ship at all times by then yeah i'm sure um but uh we are currently in a pandemic Notice right. I didn't say. Notice I didn't redundantly say global pandemic. Right, pandemics are always global. <laughs> um, uh, and the kids have been home from school now for three, four weeks, probably. Yeah. Oh, like a full yeah. month. Yeah, we're a full month at home now. We're a full month now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and there's no end in sight. They have. I have that. I don't think school, our school district has officially said that it will be for the rest of the school year but no I mean... the official the official word from the school district is we are closed until at least may 1st right but like but normally the school year ends like the third week of may so i just think like yeah. are they really going to make the kids go back for like one week in like late may i mean it just seems pointless <clears throat> so i think i think i think every parent assumes we're out for the whole year at this point yeah i know yeah i know how how, how could we not be when i mean Things, things that were scheduled, not school things, but other like things in our area that were scheduled for June and July have now been bumped to September yeah. or October. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the only reason they haven't officially said like school is closed because I think they're trying to figure out, 
you know, because there are like juniors that need to take like certain standardized tests or like my son is in driver's ed and that's part of getting your license is you have to complete that driver's ed course, at the school, oh. and, you know, so I think they're trying to figure out like the logistics of all of that, like the things they can't really <clears throat> skip. And then mm-hmm. I think once they've got that pinned down, they'll just close schools for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's that. That's So normally on this podcast, again, for those of you tuning in in 2048, right. um, we start off with a little blah, blah, blah. Hang on one second. That, this is good audio when you just say, hang on one second, go quiet. <laughs> do you need me to just like rip a little bit or do you want to just wait in like in dead air (laughs) no i can continue uh uh anyway um, start out by introducing ourselves which we did i'm a gemini sun cancer moon leo rising and then we you know we'll kind of like chit chat and then we get into this thing called women's work right. which, is, which is in the biz known as housekeeping right which means for those of you who don't know the biz right. terminology pod biz the just just the business yeah um so so that was a good that was a good thing to cover in our women's work what other women's work do you have so here's the thing everyone on Uh-oh. quarantine i can't wait to hear the thing i don't care about your 30-day song challenge on instagram i really don't i don't ever <laughs> listen I don't ever try to read that tiny print. I'm 40 fucking two years old. I can't read that small print of like the different 30 days. I just don't care. I just hit skip. Here's the other thing I hit skip on when you do those random questions. I don't care. I don't want to hear you answer random questions. I don't care. So I just skip it. And I'm just let the record show. If you tag me in like a push-up challenge or like a post an ugly picture challenge, I'm not going to participate. So, so really on, so really on Instagram, I'm an asshole. I'm there for my oh. own content. Yeah, yeah no. Oh, I yeah, don't yeah. want to share content with you. And I don't want to um, participate in any challenges that would require me to engage or do anything. <laughs> so just know that. And I would love to follow you. And I'd love for you to follow me. But when you're like, do 10 pushups and tag three friends, I'm like, nope. No, I'm not going to do that. No. And also, can I just say, can I just say, can I just say, I just want to say. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So we decided to have a pandemic, right? And we were like, let's make everybody stay home for the next, you know, foreseeable future. Let's make everyone just really wallow in their alone time. Just really, just really feel the depth of their loneliness of their soul. And then at the same time, Let's start an Instagram challenge where everyone posts a fun picture of you and your partner. The first photo you took together in 1993. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? You've been together for 20 years. It's beautiful. It's so fun. I love the fact that you've been together for 20 years and that I'm alone in my bed with my sheets from Target with a hole in the bottom of them. I love that. I love that for you. So so that's my women's work. I'm angry at Instagram this this week. I have real hefty two cents about everything you just said but it kind of gets into what we're going to talk about oh great i can't wait oh wait um uh i have here's my experience so far with the uh quarantine um 
I have very generous friends who are worried about me because I'm unemployed. I've been furloughed um, because of the restaurant industry. Um, I have been listening to lots of Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Okay. He has on, he has on comedy legends, people that he would watch in middle school and high school that he now is friends with. And to just hear them go back and forth. It's incredible. Um, I have been juicing and charging for my juicing. Juice for my juice. Juicing and charging. Juicing and charging. Charging <laughs> and juicing. Juicing and charging. Juicing. Juicing. Because it's good for our bodies. Right. Bodies. 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 Bo- anyway, yeah, I just had this idea because I really enjoy it. I have a great juicing machine. Da da da. If you're interested in some juice. You know where to find me. Um, I didn't know this about you, by the way, that you were a juicer. When you were like, I have been juicing since 1972. I was like, really? I had no idea. <laughs> That's right. Um, Heavenly Father in the pre-existence oh, sat me on oh, his lap. What a sweetheart. And and he said, um, I'm give you a juicer that I want you to take with you down through the the heaven tunnel that you slide down into the earth realm that's your mother's vagina when you say the heaven tunnel (laughs) what you mean is what's your mother's name on this podcast sister mary Uh, mary joe coco is my mother's name yeah i think it's rita or anita let's choose one anita that's anita's vaginal canal that's the heaven tunnel Uh uh-huh anyway and i've had a juicer with me ever since no uh yeah i've been juicing for a while uh Lots of reasons. It's just like miraculous for your health. Um, and uh, I'm hiking a shit ton. I think that probably everyone knows that I'm a hiker. Um, but I. You do so good on the gay dating apps, by the way. Because every I... <laughs> gay on the gay dating apps is like, love hiking. And I'm like, and I'm like I don't go outside. <laughs> I guess I'll be lonely forever. Basically. Um, I have lots of pain in my lower back because I've been hiking more and I guess I'm not, I don't have a strong core, a strong enough core to like really put that kind of strain on my lower right. back because I do a lot of ascending and descending because right. I do hikes that are strenuous. Right. And so, uh, I've been doing some lower back stretches, but I, what I really am getting to is that I hiked for the first time with hiking poles or trekking poles oh, to see if that helps. Oh. So, yeah, and I'm getting did it help? serious. Uh, no. Well, okay. <laughs> so that's but, good. But, but, but it, it was on top of already having a sore lower back. So it's hard to And talk. our sponsor anyway. this week is Jerry's Hiking Poles. <laughs> they don't work. Um, they do not well, I think I think what what we what we should take from this is fuck you, COVID nineteen, for exposing your core weakness. You know, like that oh was kind God. of rude. COVID nineteen is like, oh, so, I'm not only am I and am I going to kill a bunch of people, but I'm going to let you know that your core is weak. Well, <laughs> here's what I think, and I thought this a few days ago. It's not an off-the-cuff kind of a thought. Um, it's that trauma situation that we're in. Uh-huh. And, I have, and I have like a two-sentence blurb that I saved that I want to read about the, the trauma situation that we're in. Um, 
But I think what we're seeing it seeing in ourselves as our shadow selves oh okay and if you don't know what that is just look it up because i don't want to explain it but um <laughs> the trauma the trauma thing that i found is by someone named jennifer yeager lpc um and she said i want to acknowledge that living through this pandemic is a trauma as a trauma specialist i think there are a few things that are helpful to know one Parts of our brain have shut down in order for us to survive. Two, as a result, we are not able to fully process a lot of what is going on around us. Three, feeling somewhat numb and out of touch with our emotions is normal, especially if you have lived through trauma before. Four, some people are also more apt to feel hypervigilant or anxious, while others become hypoactive or depressed and I think I am somewhere I think I fluctuate me too back and forth me too Um, yeah 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 um neither means anything other than indicating your predisposition to dealing with extreme stress so it's not good or bad it's just something to be aware of yeah and acknowledge uh and then the next one I don't remember what number this is in depth processing of trauma happens years later when we when when we feel emotionally safe to deal with it and lastly in the midst of trauma just getting by emotionally and functionally is okay lowering expectations and being kind to yourself and others is vital wow the name is Jesus Christ I met two thoughts about that number one you said that that was going to be like two sentences and that was like 19 <laughs> sentences. It wasn't even close to two. Well, 19, like COVID-19. Oh, hey oh, hey oh, there it is. Whoa! Um, anyway. And number two, um, yeah, I'm the king of either being like so hypervigilant that I'm insane or completely depressed and just laying in my bed. Like I've had several nights this week where I have not been able to go to sleep till like three or four in the morning. Cause I've just been laying there churning through like worst case scenarios. So oh remember, well, remember when I was like 2020 is the year that I'm going to get mentally healthy and I'm going to go to a therapist and I'm going to do all these things. And then I, and then I use my powers of manifestation to summon a global pandemic to prevent <laughs> myself from getting healthy. It's complicated. A global pandemic that reaches all four corners of the world? Uh, Like literally a global pandemic that is touching across the entire Earth and affecting all the Earth and all of the global inhabitants of the Earth around the world. (laughs) Pandemic. On on our planet, even? The whole planet. The whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Should we take a break? Let's take a break. When we come back, um, Sister Twain has posted on Instagram that she wanted, we wanted to answer some questions from y'all. And so many of you have sent in questions. I have Mm -hmm. not read really any of the questions because I don't like when people talk about me, it makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) The whole thing. I can get into it if we want. So Sister Twain is running the whole show. I'm just here to answer questions. And I said, you can ask us questions about anything. Nothing's off off limits and and the, the questions can be silly and the questions can be you know heavy and were they and there's one um yes both 
all all things yeah they were all they were globally pandemically all over the place touching every corner of the globe globes don't have corners yeah, I know. up of my private areas okay my private <laughs> areas in my in my okay in my heart so let's take a break and when okay. we come back we'll we're do... gonna start fielding some questions Felding. We'll we're fall. gonna foul. We're gonna foul some questions, you guys. We're gonna foul all the questions <laughs> that you guys had about the South. Okay, bye. Hey, so one thing. Yeah. Um, we didn't mention on our women's work, which is kind of like a fun, ongoing thing to talk about during this global, uh, planetary, entire world. All pandemic. seven continents pandemic, yeah. Right. Um, is the media that we're participating in. Yes. What are you current what did you watch this week? Well, I'm what I've really been doing is uh, we did a great episode with Tisha where she told us what we should watch on every streaming service. And so oh. I've been dipping into a lot of those. So I'm okay. I'm finishing out Little America. I re-dipped back re-dipped back into Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. I started um What's that one that's about you? Better Things. I, I watched one episode of that. Oh. So I'm really digging into, you know, the things Tisha told me to dig into. And the other thing that I'm really enjoying, well, two things. Number one, I just listened to the audiobook of um, The Testaments, which is a novel by Gerald Lund about the Mormon pioneers. Just kidding. It's not that. It oh, is, my it's oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah. That margaret atwood wrote and the it is first of all it's brilliant i listened to the whole thing in like two days but second of all the audiobook is fantastic because ann dowd who plays aunt lydia in the handmaid's tale tv show yeah. reads the part because aunt lydia is a character in this book so ann dowd reads the part of aunt lydia and then also may whitman is one of the characters in the book and um god who's the other one she's a redhead i can't remember her name bryce dallas howard is one of the other characters in the book. So it's really fantastic actresses reading the book. So I've been doing that. Um, and then I've been listening to a podcast called At Home with Kumail and Emily, I think is the name of the podcast. Staying in with Kumail and Emily. Uh-huh. And it's Kumail Nanjiani and Emily Gordon, who are Hollywood actors, writers. Kumail was in... I don't know. He's in the new Avengers. He's in the new superhero movie, and they made that movie called The Big Sick. Anyway, it's just yeah, a pod- yeah. It's just a podcast about uh, social distancing, and it's fantastic. So oh wow! Oh, that's good. and it, it yeah, it's lovely. So that's what I've been doing. I uh, upon uh, rec- upon upon recommendation. Jeez, uh, am listening to a podcast that is a drama. Okay. And it is called The Left Right Game. Okay. And it's a serial in the way that it, it releases an episode a week. Right. Um, and um, Tessa Thompson, is that her name? The Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, she is the main character. She voices the main character. Okay. Um, and it's really, really like strange and creepy, um, and like a psychological thriller. Oh, okay. And it's called the Left Right Gang. Yeah, game. Oh, I'm gonna game. game. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I 
have been watching Westworld all along. Right. It's got new episodes coming out every week. The last right. two have been total shit. Really? And I mentioned this on Facebook. Right. Um, and our mutual friend who was a writer on uh, the, the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he chimed in and said he totally agreed. Apparently, for those of you who watch this world, apparently the rumor in Hollywood is that they this has to be their last season. Uh-huh. And they were thinking they were going to have two more seasons, so they're cramming a bunch of shit into this. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Okay. So. Here's the thing about the Westworld. Okay. I watched the first season i maybe watched are we on the third season yeah okay i feel like i watched like half of the third season or something and then i realized that like i didn't i literally had no idea what was going on and i was just watching it to see penises because they show a lot of penises in <laughs> they, that show. Do. they do so i just so i had this moment where i was like i don't i literally have no idea what's happening there's like a map and it's drawn on someone's hand or something and there's like <laughs> bodies and there's things and then there's robots and i was like oh i'm literally just watching this to see penises yeah and so then i just thought i just can go to pornhub to see penises right right, right i right. don't need to i don't need to to suffer through Westworld to see penises. You don't. So, so um, I stopped watching long ago. And I am reading a book by Michael Ondaatje, who wrote The English Patient. Oh. Among other things. So that sophisticated. I've read, um, called The Cat's Table. And I highly recommend all of his stuff. Um, Is it about cats? Because I no, love cats. It's not. Oh, well, then I don't want to read it. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, okay, so okay, we so questions, are doing a Q and I love it. And I, um, as you said, you you have not seen the questions. No, so I'm going into this fully blind. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. Right, and I'm not much different. There is one question that I wanted to really be able to speak to, so I kind of like spent some time writing notes about that one like fasting and praying about that one yes okay and uh the rest the rest i just skimmed over and so we're we're both going into this blind essentially okay so we have one gentle listener who asked the question so how's this gonna work are am i gonna you're gonna ask the question and i'm gonna always answer first or what's the plan you so, think we should talk about this before the show offline, but we don't. We don't. No. We just show up here for you. For who? For the gentle listener. Oh, okay. You weren't talking to me that time. No, I was um, talking to the gentle listener. <laughs> um, so I will ask the question. Okay. If you have a response right away, just go. Okay. Um, and if there's dead air... Right, which we love. In the episode. Right. In, in the entire podcast and not do it anymore. Okay, great. Let's do it. We'll just delete the feed. We're done. <laughs> so the first question is, from your perspective of the spouse that left the church first or second, what's your advice for gently nudging or leading the believing spouse out? So I'll just go ahead and say, you and I were both second spouse to leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
but but on the heels of the first two. Yeah, like not a great deal of time passed between first but between Tisha, my ex-wife leaving and me leaving. Right. Um in my experience, I have seen, and this isn't really an answer to the question, but I'm just kind of like stream of thought here and that's what we're going for just more stream of conscious not really answering the question just kind of doing our own thing that's what we're going (laughs) for uh but uh i typically see in my observation and i could be off i haven't seen any statistics and i'm sure there are statistics um but when a woman when the if it's if it's a heterosexual marriage okay Right. And obviously, if it's a Mormon. Right. Marriage, it's heterosexual. It's- yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's unless it's mixed orientation, it is a heterosexual marriage. Exactly. We can call it that it presents itself as a. Right. Hetero presenting. Yeah. 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 Um, when I, in my observations, when the wife leads first, the husband generally follows suit or just kind of like doesn't make a huge deal out of it. Right. Because he doesn't want to be there to begin with. Well, (laughs) but, or he keeps going and says he believes and doesn't make a a big deal about the wife not going, or he says he believes and stops going because he realizes, oh, it's my wife who really was doing most of the work getting us all there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, And then conversely, when the husband leaves first, I hear lots of stories that then the wife just wants a divorce oh yeah could be the believing the believing wife. the believing wife yeah yeah Yeah. um i do know of a couple and they're probably gonna listen to this oh good Um, but this is a common story as well the husband left first and they thought their marriage was in trouble they thought they were going to split but then she was like Oh yeah, he's kind of right, kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. Anyway, so advice on nudging. Do do we know anyone who's successfully been able to like proactively bring their spouse out of the church with them? Or I don't know because I feel like with my particular situation, Tisha definitely left before me, and I continued to go for a couple months after she left. But I also had just come out of the closet, so like my so the whole <laughs> paradigm. <laughs> was like pretty shaken up and pretty weird. And it was more just about me figuring out like, okay, what, what do I want my life to be? What do I want to do with this? Blah, blah, blah. So I, but I do think what Tisha did great is Tisha was, did not kind of let me do my own thing. You know, she didn't pressure me to not go. Um, she drew really strong boundaries for herself. Like she said, like originally she had said she was going to still come to church with us. And then after like one week, she was like, okay, no, just kidding. I'm not going to do that (laughs) anymore, which I actually now really respect because I think she was, you know, she was drawing boundaries for where she needed to be. Um, But then I think the other thing was she just sort of gently kind of pointed me towards things and said, oh, maybe you should read this or maybe you should listen to this podcast or maybe you should... You know, and for me, that made a big difference. So my situation, like I said, is totally different because I was coming out of the closet. So it was a little crazy, but, but (laughs) I think for me, it made it easier. The fact that she didn't really, there wasn't a lot of pressure. It was just like, Hey, 
here's some things that when I was coming, when I was leaving the church that I read that helped me that she kind of pointed me towards. So anyway. Think, think of how completely polar opposite that is from being in the church where right. you are pressured to read this and that and this and that and this right. and that. And, and memorize, their testimony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Memorize and uh, recite. And you yeah. have every four years you you study the same book of scripture again because it cycles around to yeah. one of the four works and um and you are supposed to have scripture study you're supposed to have scripture study nightly you're supposed to have family home the evening weekly it is pounded into you yeah whereas people like me people like tisha and and you and and other ex-mormons are just like hey maybe you should check out the cbs yeah. letter if this yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah so yeah, I don't know that I have any great advice, but I would just say like drop those little hints of like, hey, maybe you should read this or maybe you should read that. Ultimately, it has to be that person's decision. So no matter what you say or no matter what you do, until they're ready to like deal with the ramifications of what that looks like of letting go of the church and kind of rewiring their whole brain and like the social implications oh, of that and the familiar yeah. implications of that, like there's a lot going into that. And obviously I think whoever asked this question knows that, mm -hmm. but I think, you know, there's nothing you can do to push them out. They have to be ready to walk out on their own. Right. And that gets into kind of a deeper level of relationship talk, which I'm going to talk about because someone asked me to talk about why I hate monogamy. Okay. <laughs> um, but and, and and I'll dive into that, but but to just scratch the surface there, it's you have to be your own person, mm -hmm. regardless of religion, regardless of whatever, regardless of this, regardless of that. If you're going to be in a marriage and you want it to work and you want to not drown. Right. And you have what also means in turn, you have to let your spouse do the same. Be their own person. Yeah. But why don't you are we talking about monogamy right now? I mean, we're talking about really, really, yeah. Uh, Should we get into the monogamy right now is what no, I'm no, saying? No, 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 okay. no, 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 because, no. Because monogamy isn't fair to just, like, say, I, I'm, I'm talking about monogamy because it's traditional marriage. It's traditional long-term right. relationships. It's even in untraditional long-term relationships where you might be sexually open or this or that, whatever, or you might not, you know, what, whatever traditional ideals, but you are in a long-term relationship. Uh you have to let that other person be their own person. Yeah. Agreed. In every way. Agreed. In every way. Anyway, let, let's, let's table that and then I'll, we'll come back to more of that. But Let's uh, do a kind of a short question and then let's take another break. Okay. So also, by the way, if we have gentle listeners listening who have experienced this and want to share their experience. Yeah. I can easily copy and paste something that you could send to the hot drinks, Instagram or to our email and anonymously send it to this person. And it would ask the question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be super awesome. We are here to provide a service if nothing else. Right. If right. That, well, that's why we started this. <laughs> okay. We thought, how can we serve mankind? All right. Quick question and then break. How much therapy would it take brother coffee <laughs> <laughs> to be able to be vulnerable enough to get some dick you guys <laughs> here's the thing listen 
there is not enough therapy in the world. <laughs> and I just think like, I mean, I kind of joked about it at the beginning, but I literally, literally went to my first therapy appointment the week before this pandemic began. Like it was still in that phase where we were like, oh, do, should we shake hands? Should we not? Yeah, and I yeah. remember my, and this was when I was at my therapist's office and I remember him saying, oh, I mean, normally I would offer you like a water or a soda, but we're trying not to do that right now. Like it was still in that phase where we were like, we don't know what's going on, right? Jeez, yes. So that was my first therapy appointment. So then I've had two therapy appointments since then that are teletherapy that we do like video conferencing. Yeah. Which is okay. But like, it's also like, and I know this sounds so stupid, but I'm hyper conscious of like, how I look in the video camera. Like, is it a weird angle? Does my chin look oh, yeah. fat? I, you know, I get it. like so conscious of that. And the other thing is I'm so conscious of the time passing. Like when I've done therapy in the past, you know, you're not really looking at your watch. You're just kind of talking. But when you're sitting looking at your iPad and you can see the time in the corner, the whole time I'm thinking about like, how, many, how much time did that question take? Okay, how much more time do we have left? How much? Because my goal in any social interaction is to get out of that social interaction as quickly as possible. So, <laughs> so, so anyway. So being aware of the time is not a It's not good. No, because then I'm literally just counting the minutes of like, okay, we've had 17 minutes so far. We've got 43 more minutes to go. Like, I'm just counting the minutes. So, but the other thing that's really hard about it is like, I, you know, my, a lot of my issues and my craziness stems around like being social or dating or going out and meeting new people or connecting with other people or whatever. And obviously we're not doing anything of any of that right now. So it's super hard for me to be like, I don't know, to really get into that stuff because I feel like, I mean, obviously there are sort of underlying mental issues behind those things, but it's not like he can say, okay, this week I want you to go out and meet three new people and come back and let's talk about how it went or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there is no meeting new people. So <clears throat> it's very easy to just be like, no, I'm fine. I'm doing great. You know? So yeah. anyway. So the answer to that question is there's not enough therapy in the world. I also think the longer this goes on, the more like asexual I'm becoming. The more, <laughs> The more I'm just like, <laughs> removing myself from the idea of sex at all and just like uh -huh. thinking like oh sex isn't actually a real thing that actually happens with real people I'm just right. like slowly retreating from that so I really think when this ends I'm going to be like an asexual um hiding in my house not wanting to talk to people person so you know we're on the right track um until New Year's Eve rolls around and I get a text from you at 11.30 p.m. and you've had seven cocktails and you're like, I'm so angry and I'm just so alone and why yeah, can't I true, have sex? Yeah, true, fair. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah that might happen. That might happen. <laughs> All right, let's okay. take a break. Break time. Oh my God, it worked. <laughs> we were yet again having technical difficulties and after the fourth time that it didn't work, Brother Coffee said, fuck Jesus and his atoning cunt. <laughs> was that Nate, was that the first time you've used that tonight? Yeah, it was. I felt Hi. like that was a pretty good, that's a pretty good expletive. <laughs> Let me just repeat it in case anyone missed it. Okay, missed okay. it. Okay. Fuck Jesus and his atoning his cunt. cunt. Woo! Feels uh, good, right? Feels really good inside. Side note, I, in my I heart. Listen, when I listen to Conan, O'Brien needs a friend. Right. Most of the time when his when one of his guests will drop the f-bomb they'll uh -huh. apologize right and i'm like what the f that's like 
it's like 2020. And I know. I know. It, I, I know. I, I just think it's really unprofessional. I know. Apologize. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, next question. Because we're not going to apologize for fucking Jesus in his, in, in his atoning cunt. We're not. We're just going to let it ride. And by the way, I had to get, I had to come out of the closet because I was getting really sweaty in there. And the, one of the first places I start sweating is in my vagina. Oh, okay. Mine is kind of an under boob situation. I get a lot of the under boob sweat. <laughs> I would if I didn't have a bra on, but I think my bra is just soaking that all up. Okay. Well, and I never wear a bra, so that uh, maybe I should start. You should. Yeah. So here we go. Next question is, have either of us ever had a happy ending when receiving a personal or uh, a professional massage? Okay. So no, I have not. But <laughs> there was one time oh my God. I went to get a massage because I love massages. Like mm-hmm. I love, love oh, them. Oh, me too. In fact, I have a gift certificate for a massage that someone gave me for Christmas uh-huh. that's hanging on my fridge and I just keep looking at it and I'm just like oh fucking social distancing like yeah. I can't I can't use it you know I, I mean know. I will hopefully eventually be able to in like October but yeah so I love a massage so there is a massage place that I really like um in Salt Lake I can't remember the name so I won't tell you okay. um but and I prefer to get a massage from a man now you may think that's because I'm horny and it probably is But it's also because, like, I'm a giant human being. Like, I am enormous. And so I need need someone who can really, like, get in there. You know what I mean? Like, I need some weight and some heft behind that massage. Because, you know, I'm just big. So anyway, so I got a massage at this place. This was probably, like, a year, year and a half ago. I, you can specify if you'd prefer to have a male or a female, you know, therapist. So I selected a male. I got there. The guy came out. He was very, like, kind of tight. Like, he was kind of little and kind of small. And I was like, ah, shit. Well, maybe this won't be great. Yeah. Anyway, it ended up being an excellent massage. Okay. And as he, you know, they massage kind of like your lower back. And then they kind of get a little bit on your butt. And then you flip over. And they're kind of massaging, like, your upper thigh. Like, he was within millimeters of my dick and balls. Like, (laughs) it was still covered. You know, it had a towel over it. But his hands, like honestly we're within like centimeters of oh. my and i kept thinking like is he gonna touch my dick like is he gonna like jerk me off yeah yeah and i kind of in my head as i'm laying there and he's like massaging my upper thighs and like his hands are just getting closer and closer and i'm just like honestly like he is within within centimeters and so as i was laying there i was like so what i'm like what's what am i gonna do if he starts like jerking me off like what am i gonna do yeah and i just thought well, I'm going to let him do it and I'm going to get leave a really nice tip. So I wasn't like, I just decided like, I wasn't going to try to invite it. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to try to like, you know, roll over. So the towel slid off a little bit or anything, but I just was like, as he gets closer and closer, I'm like, if he starts jerking me off, like I'm not going to stop him. And I'm going to leave a really lovely tip at the end of this. But he didn't alas, alas. The way you said it, but I'm going to let him do it. No, like, totally. I'll, I'll show him. I mean, but I felt like it was kind of like, you know, when you were an elementary school student and like Nancy Reagan was like, you've got to decide now when someone offers you drugs, what are you going to say? You've got to yeah. have the decision in your head now. You're going to say no. So right. it's kind of that. It was kind of like when he yeah. starts tugging on my dick, what am I going to say? And I was like, I'm going to say yes. Like I was kind of in that mind space. But then he didn't. And then I kept thinking like, oh, well, I should go back. Like maybe he 
you know, maybe this <laughs> takes a couple of visits, <laughs> but I just haven't had the money to go back. And now I don't even remember his name. So <laughs> I don't know if I could even go back to the same guy, but I really thought I was going to have a happy ending there. Takes takes a couple of visits till they give you the rum tum tugger. I mean, I think so. Yeah. He's a yeah. curious cat. Um, okay. Have you? Uh, oh, God, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> However, there is an intimate massage for females called Yoni. Called Yao Ming? No, Yoni. Y O N as in Netherlands. <laughs> I as in ingrate. Yes. Netherlands ingrate. I think that's how you spell it. There might be two N's as in Netherlands. But anyway, okay. it's actual like vulva massage, vaginal massage. Great. Um, yeah. Um, and they and do I, this at like Utah College of Massage Therapy no. or. <laughs> no, it's pretty discreet. <laughs> like, like I haven't been able to like Google that in, in, in Salt Lake and find out like if it's a thing. I, but okay. of course it is everywhere. I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I even tried to find someone who does tantric massage. Uh huh. And I had someone uh, like I put out a plea on my Instagram story and someone responded and said an acquaintance of mine does. And then it just was weird. Like trying to get an appointment with this person. Uh The the communication was so weird and off. Okay. I just, I just took it as a sign. You're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Next question. Next question is the hefty one. And then, but, but not the last one. Um, By the way, I think if, cause I know we got, we got a lot of questions, like way more than I was expecting us to get. Yeah. Um, so if we need to do this again next week, let's just do it again next week. We then, could, yeah. then we don't have to think of a topic, which, so <laughs> it's really a win for everybody. That would be amazing. Okay. So <clears throat> uh, I want sister Twain to fully explain why monogamy can't work. Oh, okay. I know she told us a little bit, but I want the whole explanation. So, okay. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> um, now, there, I, I say a lot of things flippantly, but I also mean a lot of the things that I say. Uh-huh. Um, and here's, uh, I'll just start with the notes that I wrote. Cause I just kind of like brainstormed like all the different components. Uh, and of course I didn't put it together in like an outline or anything. Right. If you um, hear any noise in the background, I'm just doing some welding while we're, while you're talking. <laughs> all right. So I want to say that first of all, there's still so many couples, especially in Mormonism and, uh, Christianity like like hardcore Christianity like people who really practice like evangelical you know right um, <clears throat> where couples get married really young right and that could be anywhere from 18 to 72 25 <laughs> okay 25 you know I consider that those ages really young right um there's no way on God's green earth that we know who we are at, at that time of life. Right. Um, I think that, yes, there are exceptions. There are people who are more self-actualized than uh, at 21 than, say, 
the this 21 year old right right because i was a um, fucking disaster excuse me god i don't know what's happening to me it's Um, covid you've got covid19 now everyone who's listening to this has been exposed i i know but here's the thing i think that's i had it anyway okay Okay, Okay, great (laughs) um so okay couple that getting married young right with not knowing who the fuck you are right and traditional ideology of marriage right you're with the same person for the rest of your life sure um and uh the tradition there are traditional unspoken ideas of marriage which are you can't change from the person you were when i married you yeah it's that unspoken like uh it's not okay for my spouse to have different needs and wants as, as the years go on. Right. But the thing is, is as human beings, we are constantly changing and evolving. Mm -hmm. So to not allow for that because of this traditional idea of marriage, I think is one huge way that that marriage and monogamy fail us as human beings, even if you stay together. Okay. Because in my opinion, just because someone's been married for 60 years does not denote that their marriage is working. Right. Does not denote that monogamy works. Right. It means they have chosen to stay together for a, a long goddamn time. Can I ask a follow-up question? But, or are you still going? I'm still going. Okay, keep going. And then I'll ask my follow-up question. Okay. <clears throat> so, I've listened to a lot of Esther Perel. and Edith um, Piaf? Yes. Uh, she poses the question. Like, we, we, we have this idea of, of marriage and, and relationships that, that the person that we choose who also choose, in turn chooses us, has to be that person that fills every need, that is our lover and our best friend and our confidant and our security and our uh, person that we do adventures with and the person that we uh, this with and that with. And, that. and it is an impossibility for that one person to fulfill all those needs in us. Right. And yet we are threatened... And I'm not even talking sexually, but we are threatened when our spouse or partner wants to go spend time with the guys or with a friend or is maybe on the phone with a certain family member on a regular basis or what have you. And, and, and I dare say there are still today, you know, millennials who would say, why can't he get that from me? Or why can't she get that from me? Uh-huh. Because that's bullshit. Because that doesn't work. Um, so let's say that there are two people it, who get married who are a little bit older. And they've had some time to really become their whole self. Right. Okay. Um, and they know who they are. Right. They're still going to evolve. Sure. 
And so if you can approach marriage in a non-traditional way, and when I say traditional in, in, in regards to marriage, it's a bad word. Uh-huh. Um, so if you can approach marriage in an evolved way of thinking with the understanding that this is a human being who's going to change, evolve, their wants and needs will expand or, or, or look different at some point. And you can kind of work symbiotically and, and, and your spouse understands that about you as well, then we might be getting somewhere. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, now that's not to say that there's not exceptions to the rule. I, so you believe people can be monogamous? Can to monogamy? I think, I, but I think it's, I think it's rare. Okay. I do. And, and, and monogamous in behavior, meaning just one sexual partner for decades, is one way to talk about monogamy. And then monogamy as an understanding is another way to talk about monogamy. What do you mean by monogamy as an understanding? Because cheating has been around as long as marriage has been around. Yeah. So you go into a marriage with the set parameter that it's monogamous. Right. And so it's not open. You don't invite people to come into your bedroom to have threesomes or, or foursomes. It's just you and your husband. And, and so it's, it's, it's a marriage that's monogamous because that's the parameters it was built around. Yeah. But a spouse could step out and have another sexual experience with someone else, but the marriage for all intents and purposes is monogamous. Yeah. Because cheating is secretive, right? Yeah. Or the spouse finds out about the cheating and they work it out and then you're monogamous again. Right. Um, I don't believe that a human being, except for the rare exception, Mm -hmm. Jesus, you mean happy. Jesus, right? You mean Joseph Smith, the rare exception I'm... being Joseph Smith. <laughs> no, 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 no. He had many, 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 many wives. Um, but um, I don't believe that a human being can be sexually fulfilled by one person for their entire life. I don't believe that one sexual partner can do the trick for another human being for decades i think it's absolutely preposterous i don't know what that looks like like does it mean like i said it's an open marriage they have other sexual partners and you talk about it or you don't talk about it and it's just an understanding or you agree to have threesomes with your your spouse or foursomes like i said or what have you um what gets in the way and the traditional ideology of marriage only perpetuates this but what gets in the way is ego when 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 we're in our ego brain and you can think of it as our infantile brain our childlike brain right we are threatened our very life structure is threatened if our spouse has sex with someone else or looks at porn for some Right. For some, that's threatening. Right. Or find someone else attractive. Guess what? 
we're going to find other people attractive. Right. That's that's why beautiful people are in the movies because it sells because we're all attracted to them. Right. You know. Um, but do you not think it's then, possible for a couple to you know get together? decide together with their fully formed adult, you know, grown-up brains to be monogamous <laughs> and then evolve sexually together to where they continual they continually are meeting each other's needs sexually and and again, maybe they don't think their partner is every single thing to them, but they're like, yes, as far as sex as far as sex goes, my Sexual partner is monogamy. all I need. Yeah. Do you think that's I possible? Think, I think it's possible, but I I don't think it's common. Okay. I think it's rare. Okay. Um, I think the thing for me, and I mean, far be it for me to give anyone relationship advice, because we all know that I'm a train wreck. But I think, I think what's interesting for me for a lot of these questions is like, there are certain assumptions made when you're in a straight relationship, like that you're going to be monogamous, that are not made when you're in a gay relationship, you know, or, you know, or the other example that I share all the time is like, taking your husband's last name like when two gay people get married whether it's two men or two women or whatever there is no expectation of who's going to take the other person's last name it's they just decide what works for them so either they they pick a new name or they choose one name or they both keep their own names like there's no weird pressure or like drama about it and i feel like in the straight world you know if a woman chooses not to take her husband's name it's like a big fucking deal all of a sudden well why yeah. not well what well what about this and what about your kids and blah 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 like there's mm-hmm. all these follow-up questions whereas like with a gay couple if they're like yeah we're both just going to keep our same last names or yeah we're both going to take this person's name like no one uh-huh. bats an eye so i do think like there is something to be said for like monogamy doesn't have to be the default and it's okay to go into a relationship and say what does this look like for now what is this going to look like? You know, like leaving room for five years from now, we may have a different conversation, but Uh I think that idea that I think there is, there is for sure a heteronormative idea that like monogamy is the default. And like, and I think that's especially true with Mormons and with people coming out of the church, because obviously you start out with this very monogamous relationship and then maybe you both leave the church together and your relationship is still strong but then you're like, oh, okay, well, now the idea of being not monogamous or monogamish or whatever is a possibility. What does that look like for us? And if I think for a lot of Mormon, former Mormon couples, that's something they've never had to think about before is like, <clears throat> what, is, what does this look like now that this is a possibility? Like, right. what do I really want? Do I want to be monogamous? Do I not want to be monogamous? Anyway, yeah. so. And if you are happy in your monogamous relationship i'm not telling you that you shouldn't be i'm thrilled for you actually right i am thrilled for you keep doing what you're doing that is working but for just the general the general traditional the default yeah programming yeah ask yourself why is it the default why is monogamy the default yeah and really dig in. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with how our ego is threatened. For sure. That our very lives will be destroyed. And it doesn't help that in, in, in pop culture, like in music and movies, like people who cheat are villainized. But guess what? They cheat because they are dying inside because something isn't working. And it's not to put the blame on the other 
the victim of the cheating. It's right. not to put the blame on them. It's to put the blame on the traditional understanding of what your your relationship is supposed to look like. Supposed to look right. like, right? Yeah. So, so there's a podcast called Armchair Expert, which is with Dax Shepard, and he's married to Kristen Bell, Veronica Mars, yeah. TV's Veronica Mars. And they, on an episode, Kristen was talking and she was saying, Dax is also a recovering, um, I think alcoholic, but I think also like just addict in general. Like he's, yeah, yeah. he's sober and clean and whatever. She said, if Dax were to cheat on me, the sort of default reaction of people would be, you need to leave him. Like how dare he, what a betrayal. Exactly. But she said, if Dax were to drive drunk with the kids in the car, the default reaction would probably be, oh my God, he slipped up. Like, you really need to support him. You really need to stand by him. (laughs) And she was saying, like, in my mind, the much bigger sin, quote unquote sin, is driving drunk with the kids in the car. Like, that could have killed one of our children. You know, like, that's the much bigger deal. Manslaughter. But for some reason, like, that is seen as, like, a character flaw and, like, something we can work through and something I can support you with. And, oh my God, you slipped up and this is so complicated. But for some reason, cheating is seen as, like, the end all be all like this is the worst betrayal and she was like i would much rather he cheats with someone i would much rather he has sex with someone than that he like slips up in his sobriety you know she's like that Fucking him him bingo. slipping up in his sobriety is way more damaging to our relationship and, and to our family than him like slipping up and having sex with someone she's like that would be hard but like whatever like we could deal with that you know praise hallelujah testify I had this realization after my divorce when I would talk to women because I am who I am. I would, I would talk to women who were divorced who were single moms like me. And I would say, okay, so like, tell me about your split. Like, I want to know, like, how did you end up here? And da, da, da. And they would always say he cheated. And then we would continue to go into depth and their husbands were abusers. Right. One was a gang member who had murdered people. Oh, my God. One had um, been so financially controlling that this woman had absolutely no autonomy. But their default response to me without even a pause was he cheated. Right, right. Because for some reason in our traditional brain thinking programming of this Western society we're in, Uh that is the more villainous thing right that will evoke more of a oh no i'm so sorry response for some reason right i just and and i actually had one woman say and i didn't call her out on it i just listened i actually had one woman say after she said he cheated but then went into how abusive he was when she found out that he had cheated after years of abuse she said to me when I found out, I realized that's my ticket out of this. Yeah. That was her ticket out of the marriage. Yeah. Not the abuse. Yeah. Because that's, that is socially acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> so if okay. I may, to recap, yeah. what you are saying is you, yeah. you don't think monogamy should automatically be the default. Right. You think a lot of people enter into monogamy oh. without really thinking about it. Yes. It is possible though probably rare for a relationship to be monogamous and be sec- be successful meaning meaning sexually fulfilling right right okay yeah okay but yeah but yeah that's kind of what you're saying 
And I will, I will wrap this all up, this question with a personal note. Okay. There is someone that I am currently in love with. And I am very happy to be single right now. Uh-huh. If this person and I ever decided to try a relationship, we would be fiercely monogamous at first. Uh-huh. Until... It wasn't working anymore. Okay. And when this person recently said to me that he had been at the gym and this woman was working out next to him who had a really amazing ass uh-huh. and it really got him going. Like he had, was like chubbing. Um, <laughs> I said, I love that you felt like you could share that with me. Uh-huh. And he said, why? And I said, because it opens up the communication so that when things aren't working with us sexually, we can talk about it. Right. And it's not a scary thing to talk about. We'll just talk about it. Right. And if one day we get to the point where monogamous sex isn't working for us anymore, it won't be like this scary, daunting thing. Like, I don't know how I'm going to bring this up. I think, I guess I'll just, I'll have sex with someone secretly, which right. is what we call cheating. Right, right. right. Um, and so that's my personal anecdote for where I'm at. Okay, okay. I, I, I don't want to get into my previous relationships because, um, since my divorce, because uh, I, I know that at least a couple of those people do listen. Okay. Um, and I, I'm not. You don't want to air I, the dirty laundry. I don't think I would say anything disparaging about any of those relationships, um, which were monogamous. Yeah. They were short lived, though. Yeah. I'm talking like I could see myself being monogamous with someone that I am really, really honestly connected with for a good 10 years. Right. And then, I'm, but I'm just pulling that out of my ass because I have no fucking idea. Okay. Anyway. So let's, I want to say one more thing and then let's take a break and then yeah. let's do a couple like, are there a couple like quick answer questions we yes. can do? Okay. And then we'll wrap up because we've been going long. But the last thing I want to say about this is if you are in a Mormon marriage and it is now ending and you're now exploring the ideas of non-monogamy and your husband wants to explore the ideas of being with a man, let me know because <laughs> because I love nothing more than a straight man. I love nothing more than flirting with a straight man because it there's it requires no emotional vulnerability on my part because I know it can go nowhere. It's purely physical, right? So drop me a DM. Slide into my DMs, folks. Yeah, yeah. I'm and here. Then, I'm here to support your husbands as they journey out of non-monogamy. Totally, and that totally like negates the need for you to have therapy to be able to exactly yeah 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 because it's just it's completely i don't have to be vulnerable at all in the least because there's no chance of it ever becoming anything emotional it's like a science experiment yeah so let's take a break voices carry you know, it's my favorite part about this time of night. What? This is full on when my cats are in training for the Olympics mode. They are just running in loops around the house. They are attacking each other. They're like leaping across the room. It's delightful. 
Yeah, this are. is this is when their their energy really kicks in. Okay. Okay. So welcome okay. back. Couple of quick questions, and then we will save the rest for next week. Yeah, we'll do part two of Q and A. And if you have more Q's or A's to send to us, you can send them as DMs on our Instagram hot drinks, or you can email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. Also, maybe we'll surprise everyone and do a midweek episode. Maybe. Maybe we will. Maybe. Why not? We're in quarantine. There's no fucking rules. We can do whatever the fuck we want. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We can fuck Jesus right in his atoning cunt, and no one cares. Um. Ooh. Okay. So I, I'm just skimming over these because I don't know if you remember me saying um, that I uh, didn't really read these. <laughs> okay. So um, uh, this is a question from someone we have had on. Um. Actually, I'll just go ahead and say it is a question from our resident sex therapist. Okay. Um. We, and I, I don't know who we is, but uh, we want threesome stories from Twain. How did you make it happen? Did you do it mostly with strangers or friends? What are things you like, don't like in threesome or group play? And any threesome stories coffee may have too. Okay, we're going to keep this one brief and quick. <laughs> okay. So how many threesomes have you had? I have had three threesomes. I have had one oh. threesome. Oh, that's tr- not true. I've had four. <laughs> I have still <laughs> only had one. Uh, the one. Okay. Okay. Uh, so and, how, and... friends, friends, were they strangers? What happened? I know one was friends that I've heard of. Oh, oh, you're talking about mine. Okay. Uh, so uh, one was friends. Another was friends. Okay. Well, let me back up. Okay. Two of them were with the same couple. Okay. A married, a married couple. Right. Uh one an, another one was with a, with a friend who introduced me to the the other woman who was involved okay that night okay um i went over there knowing we're going to have a threesome but so these were not none of these were like on a dating app like just no. like okay so these were people you knew okay no I, okay kind of, my comfort level with that kind of thing is i need to know at least one person right. um involved and then the the other one, so we're we're down. We're so the fourth one now. So we've had two with the same couple, one with a friend, and then and a third party that they brought in. Yes, and then the last one was with that person that I met at that threesome with a friend uh-huh. and her husband. Okay, so all of these have been one man, two woman threesomes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. It has just happened that way. Okay. Um, and so I have told the story of my first threesome um, at the, in a sharing time, right? That was a sharing time? I no. don't even know. Maybe you oh, told it at a live event. That was in our episode where we talk about the brave things we did, the top five oh, yeah. brave okay. things that we've done. Okay. So if you want to listen to that story, so there's, there's that. Um, and then, so this person the other one that I had with the, with the person who was a friend and then introduced me to the woman. Um, I had had sex with him before uh-huh. and he's the kind of person that I can have sexual banter with, you know, just like as we, you know, in texting or whatever. And right. we had talked for a couple of years about let's figure out how to have a threesome. And then 
he was like, tomorrow night, my friend that I've known since middle school is coming over and um, let's have a threesome. Right. And I was like, okay, sure. And I literally was just like, mm, okay, sure. And if I wasn't in the mood, I would have said, ah, I'm not really feeling it. Right. And he would have been fine. Right. Um, so I go over there and we do this. This has happened in this threesome and in the next threesome that was with this third party and her husband where there's that awkwardness where you feel like you fill a lot of time with conversation right first because right. you don't know how to say let's okay, just get to fucking yeah talk now yeah, yeah yeah um during the conversation though with this one and the next one with her husband um i did a lot of drinking right because i i just felt like uh, I, I have to really get out of my head to be able to just be like, okay, I'm taking my clothes off now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I want to get to a place where I get better at communicating. Uh-huh. Like, um, just casually saying, like, where where are we doing it? Um, uh, what do we want to try? Right. Um, because what has happened so far um and all of them really has just been kind of like uh, the three of us moving, trying to move together in a symbiotic way and making sure everyone's receiving some pleasure right. at, at all times. Right. Um, but nothing has been discussed. Right. Much like our podcast. <laughs> everyone's receiving pleasure. <laughs> But nothing has been discussed. Okay, so let me give a brief rundown of my three-way while you look for our next question, okay? Okay, okay, go. So I have had one three-way. It was with a married couple, but, uh, you know, of men. Well, actually, they weren't married at the time. They were fiancés, but now they are married. Anyway, I met up. I started chatting with one part of the couple on one of the gay dating apps. And he basically said, hey, I am trying to... My fiance and I are trying to open up our relationship. We're looking for kind of like a third guest star, but you know, he's a little, he's a little nervous about it. So we're taking things really slowly. Like we're just looking and those are all magic to my ears because it's like no emotional (laughs) commitment, no need to be vulnerable. Like he is also a little bit nervous about this whole thing. Like, so all of those things are golden. So we actually met, one time just for dinner and just had dinner together, the three of us, um, which was really fun. And then we met and then we kind of scheduled another date where I would go to their place for the three way. And the funny thing is, do you remember this? Was I texting you when this was all happening? Do you remember? I I believe so. Okay. Because the funny thing was they literally lived like on top of a mountain. So they were like, you have to park in this parking lot and then we will come down and get you. Because you have to have a four-wheel drive to get up to our house because it's, like, on unpaved roads and, like, we live on the side of the mountain. So I was literally, like, I may be murdered tonight. Like, I might, this might be when you find my body in a ditch somewhere. Because I was, like, getting in someone's car, driving up the side of the mountain where there was no cell reception, where I didn't have my own car. Anyway, but we ate some pizza, we watched a little RuPaul's Drag Race, and then we had a three-way. And it was amazing. Again... Anytime I can have a sexual encounter where there is no need for any sort of emotional vulnerability, I'm in. So that was right. mine. Yeah. I, I applaud it. I applaud it. 
because that's still you being naked and vulnerable yeah. in a way that terrifies yeah. you. Um, so, uh, I think this is something we can cover quickly. I'm looking through all the other questions, which are fabulous, but I, we re- I really want to devote time to them. So, okay. um, so, for, so this for is our those, last one. Yes. Okay. And for those of you listening, and if we haven't gotten to your question or questions, we are planning on it, but we want to devote some proper yeah. time to it. So just stay tuned. Um, here we go. We are shifting away from sex. From three ways. <laughs> We're shifting away from sex completely. Um, I've always wondered if under other religions slash cultures force their members to stay in their childhood churches once they grow up and are adults the mormons sure do like if you were raised baptist do a lot stay baptist or are they more free to choose their spiritual journey lutherans etc i feel like the mormons are like the amish you don't have a choice so why would you leave right right do you have anything right off the top of your i mean i think yeah like i think most I mean, I think there is an idea in sort of Western Christianity that you as a parent want to raise your kids in a certain faith tradition and you want them to uphold that faith tradition. So I think it's for sure. I mean, again, all, all I know from my personal experience is my Mormon experience, but I Mm -hmm. think like, I think it's very difficult. I think it's hard for a parent to say, this is the faith tradition I've raised you in but I'm leaving you to choose your own faith tradition because in a certain way that saying as a parent, what I have done is, was maybe wrong. And I, I'm giving you the option <laughs> of choosing something different, right? You know, sure. like it's this yeah. idea that like what I, what I really believe in and what brings me solace maybe isn't true or maybe isn't right. And so I uh-huh. think it takes like a certain level of like emotional maturity to be able to say that. And yeah. so I think, you know, if, I think for a parent to be evolved enough to say, you know what, this is what works for me. I want you to find what works for you. I think that's less, maybe is more common with like people that are raising kids now, but was not, yeah. I don't think was as common when like we were kids being raised no. by the boomers. No, 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 no. Um, agreed. Uh, I think you've hit it spot on. Um, I think, uh, from what I've observed um, growing up in the South that um, I've observed two things. Okay. So my grandmother was a practicing Pentecostal and by practicing, they present themselves a certain way. Women don't wear makeup and they don't wear pants and they don't cut their hair. Right. So she was practicing Pentecostal. Right. Her husband was a non-practicing Methodist. However, when their oldest son, my uncle, said, I don't want to go fishing with you anymore on Sundays, Dad. I want to go to the Pentecostal church with Mom. They got in a fist fight. Oh, wow. So, so interpret that however you want. Right. I'm sure it's fine. Um but the other thing I've observed more uh, on a larger scale in the South where Christianity, not that Christianity isn't prevalent in other places. I mean, this is still the United States of America, right. but in the South, it's like a given, right? Yeah. Um, is that 
as long as you say you believe in Jesus and go to some type of church on occasion, you're good. You're good. Yeah. And you're not judged heavily by others. Right. Um, evangelical Christianity is non-denominational. Uh-huh. And it's just more about saying you love Jesus and being in the Jesus club. Right. Like literally, it's like a Jesus club. Right. And just saying, yeah, I love Jesus. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I believe Jesus. I believe he's my savior. Yeah. Um, and you, you can also say, other than saying I'm evangelical Christian, you say I'm a born again Christian. Right. Right. Because a baptism, however that is, is like being born again. Right. Um. I think that I think that there's just with Mormonism, there's so much, so much to the fact that we drill it into our kids' heads, and it was drilled into our heads that it is the one true church. Yeah, I think faith. that's the sticking point with Mormonism is that there yeah. isn't wiggle room for something else. You know, like if no. if you're not with us, you're against us. But I will yeah. say this: in fairness to all the crazy Christian parents out there. I will say, like, when you believe something really deeply as a human and then you raise children and you teach them that thing that you believe and you really see deeply, mm-hmm. it must be really hard for the, your kids, for you to see your kids grow up and select something different, you know? Like, if my sure. kids grew up to be Republicans, that would be really <laughs> hard for me. I mean, honestly, like, it sounds, it sounds funny, but I just mean, like, you know, like, I believe so deeply in, like, this idea of, like, you know, Matt, like, like people helping people and, and, you know, like providing like safety nets for people in their lives and, and caring for your neighbor and, and equality around, you know, like I believe so deeply in these things. Like they are so an integral part of who, who I am as a person. And these are things that we talk about all the time with my kids about like loving people for who they are and meeting people where they're at and supporting people and blah, blah, blah. That I just think if one of my kids grew up and was like, no, I really believe in corporations. And I, <laughs> and I really think like, if we give money to the rich, that that will help the poor. Like, I think I would be like, you fucking gotta be fucking, fucking kidding, fucking me, you know? So I, yeah. I kind of get it in that sense. Like, that's sort of how like my Mormon mom feels. I'm sure is like, she believes so deeply in this Mormonism and it's, it's, shaped her life and it's made her life the way it is and so then when her kids are like yeah no I don't want anything to do with that I I can understand how that's really complicated and really difficult so yeah but yeah I think we all want our kids to believe the things that we believe yeah on top of the fact that the eternal family thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The forever family thing. Yeah. And for those who stray, they probably won't be in the eternal family in the flesh of kingdom. And so we've broken the chain shame there's guilt there right. uh yeah um and it stays with us for a long time there are a lot of ex-mormons who have been ex-mormon for a long time and they won't have their name removed because it'll break their parents heart. yeah exactly blows my mind personally but that's just personally but i will say your parents will be fine they'll get over it I removed my name. My mom literally found out in a room with like 50 other people because someone asked me a question about it while I was speaking and I had to address it. That's how my mom found out. She was fine. 
I mean, maybe she, she went home and cried that night. I mean, in fact, right. I'm sure she went home and cried that night. But like, yeah, that's out of the bag. You can't yeah. put that yeah. toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's still alive and kicking. She's still alive and kicking. Yeah. Well, well we Jesus and his atoning cunt. This has been an episode, <laughs> hasn't it, Sister Twain? <laughs> Did you just ask me a question? I said, hasn't it, Sister Twaint? Oh, yes, it has, Brother Coffee. Yes. So, but, I agree. But really, I will say, I mean, I didn't read any of them. But from what I could tell, many of you sent many wonderful messages and questions. Yeah. So we should do this again. We will get to the rest of them, we promise, in the next episode. Yeah, we might do a midweek. We might not. We make no promises. It's time of the time of quarantine. Everything's up in the air. I mean, next Monday could roll around and we won't even realize a whole week has gone Here's by the thing. Anyway. I mean, really, like literally we've been in quarantine now for a full month. Um, and in some ways that feels like, oh, yeah, it has felt, felt like it's been eternity. And in some ways I think like this has just been like a weekend, a weekend and a day, right? Yeah. Like we haven't been doing this for an entire 30 days. Surely this has just <laughs> been for four or five days. There's no way. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, anyway, we love the questions. We love uh, the opportunity to talk uh, uh, talk our minds, speak our minds. So you can send us more questions. You can DM us on Instagram at Hot Drinks. You can email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. And you can also support our Patreon if you want. We know that money is tight right now, but if you feel the need to support two single parents who are, you know, working for the... (laughs) Working for the man, trying to trying to keep their families afloat. Go to patreon.com slash hot drinks and you get some extra special bonuses for supporting us and we appreciate it and love you. We really do. Thank you. Sister Twain, do you have anything to add? Does your Twain have anything that it needs to express? Just that we are on a journey right now. Aren't we? <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> remember remember touching people? Remember that? I, I do. I don't. I've forgotten. I, I, I had this vision of like when this is over and we can actually go into a store and talk to someone who's standing a foot away from right. us. Or sit down at a coffee shop. If someone says hello to me, I'm just going to grab them and start making out with them. Here, like honestly, when you go out in public now, like if you have to go to the grocery store, do you also feel like you can't talk to anyone? Because that's how I feel. If someone says hello to me, I'm like, head down. I got to go. Get to the dairy section. Do not acknowledge yeah. that person. Yeah. Even though I Going know, to- like, I could still be kind and say, hi. Oh, hi. How are you? No, I'm just like, got to go. Don't look at me. Don't it's, talk to me. It's a super duper anxiety filled experience yeah. for me as well. Yeah. I want to get in and out, in and out. Oh, God. That's what he said. Anyway. Yeah. In and out, in and out, in and out. Anyway. Sometimes you could say pumping. Yeah. I would love to make out with a stranger who is a straight man who has no emotional (laughs) connection to me, who perhaps has a Mormon wife who has given him the option to explore this perhaps bisexual queer side of himself. I would love to make out with that guy. If only there were a t-shirt that said all of that so you would know how to recognize that so I, person. So people could just wear it. But you guys, really, if you want, if your husbands <laughs> want to make out with me, I'm a really good kisser. Like, I really am. I've had no complaints. I've had a lot of positive feedback about my kissing. I have very large lips. My beard oh. is very well conditioned, so it's soft. <laughs> so anyway, just it's an option. It's an option for your straight Mormon husband who wants to just 
who's questioning, who maybe has some questions. We all love options. We all love options. Anyway, Sister Twain, I miss you. I know. I was thinking that too. I've only seen you when you took that thing out of my garage and I waved to you from my door. <laughs> That's... Can I buy another bottle of wine for you? I don't you? have any more wine. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I only have, I have to go to the liquor store tomorrow. I only have like a small amount of the taka that Tisha bought for me probably like two days ago. I will send you some money so you can get me a bottle. Okay. I might go tomorrow. So really send me money and I'll get you a bottle tomorrow. Great. I think that's the responsible thing to do. And I will contract COVID-19 and I will die. But it's fine (laughs) because you will have your bottle of wine. For real. Send me a text. Okay. I will. Anyway, gentle listeners, we love you. We hope you're doing okay. This is complicated and traumatic. And I'm sorry I keep trying to make out with your husbands. Uh, (laughs) Bye. Bye.